Another Lessons of Adult Lessons podcast where we talking about all things adulting, talking about life, love, love, love relationships, relationships, sex, money, all that good stuff. Mm. This your girl Hodge, aka Hodge Minaj. Hey Hodge. Hey girl, hey. hey and you already know it's your girl Cup to the Cake, you know? How y'all doing? Hey Cupcake. And you already know, it's Benita, a.k.a. B, a.k.a. Boots, a.k.a. Savage, every other weekend. Hey, hey Benita. Boots. Hey. Hi. So, you guys. So, you know, Benita. Here we go. Who's this episode for? This episode is for everybody who stood strong and said, I'm still, still... Banning the Super Bowl. I'm not watching um, the, anything from the NFL. I'm standing with Kaepernick. And it's for the people that said, fuck it, I'm going to Atlanta. I'm doing this for the culture, bitch. And I'm watching the game. <laughs> so it's for everybody. This episode. For everybody. Yes, it's also for people who had a dream. I had a dream. That one day, Kaepernick would Black sisters need. and white brothers would just join together. Mm. Listen, <laughs> before we get into our topic for today, because it is Black History Month, and we gotta, gotta get into all the Black History stuff. What did you guys do this weekend? How was your weekends? How was it since we last talked to everybody? Which was like three weeks ago? I don't know. Not that long. I feel like it was forever. Maybe because we wasn't in this studio. Right. We were somewhere else. Yeah. And it was an okay experience. It wasn't bad. Yeah. It was a good experience. Yeah. It was footage. They gave me pizza. Oh, yeah. That pizza pizza was definitely the highlight. (laughs) But, you know, I really feel like this studio feel like home now. Like, I felt good. I I didn't kind of miss this studio. I was like, listen, Max get up to 10 mics. Like, it could be a whole party in this joint. We limited (laughs) at the other place, but the video was a plus. But this weekend, as for me, it was like, I'm tired of my life changing. Like, every time Mm. I turn around, it's another big decision I got to make. My job Mm. that I left just called me back and like, they offered me my joint back straight up for real. And I'm just like, and everybody that I hated at the job, they all gone. So it's mm. like the mm. Lord is giving me a second chance. Or something. Girl. Right. Yeah. Them, so right. You know, I think pass. I'm gonna take that job. And decision. it's closer, right? Yeah. Saving gas, mm. less time, more money. I that's, go back to my love. Mm. That's a plus. Okay. This sounds like it's in the bag. <laughs> yes. Sounds like decision is made. <laughs> How was your weekend, Hodge? My weekend was good. Um my sister's birthday today. So yesterday. Happy birthday. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday. We um turned up yesterday. That's why I feel like I'm so mellow today because <laughs> last night was just straight turn up. But um this whole week was crazy. Uh I had to go to court this week. That shit was a fucking experience. Court for was- what, you criminal? Right. Girl, What's going on, please. adult lessons? Somebody called the cops. 
criminal nothing. It was just a. <laughs> she had a porking ticket. Mm. I wish it. I kind of wish it was a fucking parking <laughs> ticket. Actually, <laughs> it should have been a damn parking ticket. It was just a summons. Um, but I got it thrown out. Thankfully, thankfully. Praise God, Lucy. But it was so, so much not drama win. going on in there, like. Everybody else's case. Yes. yes. Uh, That'd be the funniest part. When you in there and you be like, you thinking like, oh my God, my shit is so crazy. And then you hear everybody else's stuff. Girl. It was this one guy, he was in there for abusing his uh, girlfriend or wife or whatever. Damn. They had a picture. They had all of this stuff. And he got that shit thrown away. In court. (laughs) Because, rest. The girl wasn't, the girl wasn't there. Mm. So the, the, um, the, the, Attorney was like, well, where's the victim at? The victim's right, not even right. here. The mm. arresting office is not even here. Y'all giving me secondhand offices that wasn't even there. So the judge was like, well, that's true. Where's the victim? they like, oh, we can't find her, judge. Um, We think she's scared to come. <laughs> the guy, the attorney was like, that's hearsay. Who told you she's scared? She never said she was scared. Don't try to make it seem like my um, client threatened mm. her. Got that shit thrown up. The whole courtroom was like, damn. <laughs> you know, black people would be like, mm. that shit was crazy. It was that... another guy in there for strangling his landlord. What the Girl. fuck? <laughs> Sometimes you got to kill your landlord so you ain't got to pay your rent no more. <laughs> what area was this? Damn. This was in the um, county. Oh, the county? Mm-hmm. They getting they, gully they out get, there. Right, getting a little buck. Maybe it was yeah. Chester people. Chester? He, he, he strangled him. Well, he claimed he strangled him right in the terminal. So the lawyer was like, so he did this at four o'clock in the middle of the day with all these people around? <laughs> he strangled you? Right. Like, it was crazy. Yo. In front of my friends? <laughs> you had an eventful ass week. Eventful. To say well, the least. Y'all know. My weekend. I turned 28. Oh, my okay. Yes, my girl ah. did it. Welcome, my little baby, 28. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. You're the oldest of us now. Uh, am I? Oh, my God. No, I'm 28. I'm yeah, 28. When did you turn 28? Yeah. yeah. October. Yep. Damn, I'm I'm oh, you're older than yeah, both of us. She's grown, grown. Oh, okay. I'm okay, middle old, grown. Old. Well, I'm definitely the baby. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm like looking 30 hard in the eye, but you know, it's all good. Cause, Girl, you know, where? Real what? rap. Because bo- um, Boots, guess what? If these niggas don't get it together or they want to start to act up, I don't mind living that sex in the city life. Right. <laughs> but, <laughs> you tripping. I'm a journalist with my wine. <laughs> but you know, you guys... I feel like I got to say something because I haven't been like 100% honest about stuff that's going on with me. And you Secrets. know, secret life. Okay, well, let's get Deception. serious. Let's, let's, let's get serious then. So, I have someone in my life. Uh-huh. And I just kind of uh-huh. don't know what to do. Uh-huh. Wait a minute. <laughs> the savage... It's getting locked down. <laughs> it was like Y'all, two weeks ago. Didn't I say you wasn't catch me on black tri- ice? Yeah, like you, you need to just said- go ahead and let it out because I've been waiting all day and you've been dropping hints all day and I'm just tired <laughs> of waiting. So you gonna tell us and all our listeners right now <laughs> what is going on with you, girl? Straight up. Okay. All right. All right. <clears throat> I'm listening. <clears throat> all right. So I'm in a relationship. What? 
Before y'all print the next edition, the savage in a a relationship. The savage is in a what? Oh Oh, god! Y'all be making me feel like I'm not surprised though, because all this savagery talk you did, I knew you was a relationship person, and (laughs) I knew. Are we uh, dropping names? Oh, you know she's the queen of that. Can we get just going to give him a nickname because you ain't ready for all that just yet. It, you know, it's so funny. His his initials are BF, so it's my boyfriend. It is BF. <laughs> that's, that's cool with me. I'm just, I'm happy. But, you know, it's kind of new. Not new, but it's like, oh, gosh. I wasn't expecting to be in a relationship this year so, at all. How long have you known him? You know how it be people you be talking to, but you kind of push them to the side. Like, okay, but, you know, it's whatever. So I can't even remember. Like, I was just thinking about this earlier. I was, like, I looking through my text message. Like, where the fuck did we... Boots, boots. You pushed them to the side. He wasn't nobody you paid attention to. But this is why. Let me tell you. I think... She was scared. Not only was I scared of of consistency with somebody, like I, I'm the type of person if you're if you show me a lot of consistency, I look for something to be wrong. Like right. I'm like, oh, okay, you can't just be who you say you are, you know. And mm-hmm. I I was just like, nah, it got to be something wrong with him. You like, was waiting for the shit to pop up. That's yeah, what you're saying, basically. And nothing ever popped up, so you like, you know what? Let me go ahead and give him a chance because, you know. You know, it was something he said. He was like, like, why are you afraid? Like, what's wrong? Like, am I doing something that's showing you anything different? And then everything I would pull up out the air and say something about, he would be like, all right, let me just prove this right now that that's not happening. This right. isn't happening. So what's the problem? And then, like, <laughs> like it's... Like, what is this, like, last weekend, I think? He was like, look, you can have the keys to my house. So you well, know. Well, what are we having a party? <laughs> Housewarming? Do we have a driveway? <laughs> you guys. <laughs> Y'all are hilarious. No, We're he bringing has the an pole. apartment. He has an apartment. It's really nice. But I just was like, what? He was like, I mean, if you got in a, a key to the apartment, there's no... What can you possibly? What can you possibly? You know, like you're not gonna walk in on anything. Obviously, if I give you a key to my apartment, but how my little crazy ass mind work is like, oh, you giving me a key to this apartment because you probably got a key to that Girl. bitch apartment, so you probably be going over Stop there. It. Stop being listen. You cannot underestimate these <laughs> niggas. They trying to get yeah, but you cannot yeah. be out here living a cynic. I'm glad that you mm, think that's cynic. fair. Ooh. And it's a nice you word. Move forward with this man because if he has not shown you anything to legitly be against him, there's no reason to hold up. Exactly. That block. You want to go into the situation healthily. Yeah. You know, if you got to worry about him having the key to another bitch crib, even though he just gave you the keys to his whole crib with like stuff you could find in there to ruin his life. You know, <laughs> it's no reason for you to worry, Benita. If the bitch come to you. 
she gonna get fucked up. Man, we not even gonna talk about that. This mm. girl got her good old man. <laughs> Just a little FYI, she will get nothing. fucked up. We Listen <laughs> about him being a dog. We're gonna assume I'm just, the best. The threat yeah. is out there. Yes, but still threaten. <laughs> I'm, I'm there with you. Threaten his ass. You no, gotta be like, stop, cupcake. She is love. She is love. She is cared about. So treat her right, or we you will get have a runner up. here. Hey. <laughs> no, no high five. <laughs> <laughs> we got a runner here. She got true fear. We need to coast her. Yeah, doing the that's right. right. Fix her the life. Healthy thing. Fuck Ayala. They should have hired her. <laughs> fix her <laughs> life fix with her. <laughs> yeah. So that's her. my little tidbit. I'm so I'm happy. That's I'm good. Chilling, that's really know? great. Good uh, news, Bonita, and congratulations. Welcome congratulations. I'm to the relationship life. Yes, I'm going to try to make it past with it. Um. Uh, <laughs> what uh, did Nate, Nate say? Six months was no, his? Wasn't his three months? Three months. Yeah. Well, and, well, and I got to get out of cuffing season. Nate needs to come back because he has been writing some preposterous things oh, yeah. on Facebook. Yes. Talking Nate about, going, oh, Nate, I don't have two girlfriends, period. What? If you're not down with it, you might as well delete my number now. Listen, you need to come on here and speak your mind, honey. Speak your mind. And Nate. bring the two girls that's down with it. Right. Because I need to meet them, too. <laughs> that's definitely going to be a be, special. Nate just be saying whatever come to his mind. You know what? Bring the bearded gang down. Bring you and your two friends. Yes. So we could talk about all Yo, this beards stuff. All this and how, you be, and how Nate be on. posting like a different girl every. <laughs> <laughs> talk about I said she's just a friend. Y'all bitches mad. <laughs> <laughs> Nate, shout out to Nate. Shout we out love to Nate. You, Nate. He funny as hell. The bearded king. All right, so into the, after our little girl chat, a little chit chat, chitter chat. We are gonna go ahead and get into this week. Topic, you know, I I had to to start off with um, us talking about our weeks because I feel like everything that's been happening over like the last week with black people is just too fucking much. Oh my god, terrible, depressing, disgusting. Jesse, uh, Smollett getting attacked, and then we got the whole thing with um the prison. I mean the detention center in uh, uh, Brooklyn. Broke my that heart. Shit broke my heart. That, like, I was see, like, Ugh. that at the Yandy to see Yandy's yes. story and her uh, going live. Mm-hmm. That shit broke my heart to see that clip when they pepper sprayed her and she was gassing out of control and they pushed her on the ground. That shit was so like y'all niggas ain't got no heart. Correctional mm-hmm. officers really don't be having no heart. Like seriously, like they really just like cops, like. It's like these group of people who power is a dangerous thing. Mm. And, and not fear. A for lot some people, people that can't handle yeah, it. Yeah, can handle get it. Get it in the wrong hands. You get the wrong plan. Other people that go after it are those people who can't handle it because they're hungry to take control of somebody, to stand above somebody and tell them what to do. Mm. And that shit is so dangerous. Yes, it is. That shit and is sad. It's just so we can let our listeners know what's going on with the detention center in Brooklyn. Um, so apparently they've been without heat, electricity, water, water for six days now. And um, they're saying uh, that it was some type of issue with the building that they've been having. And they're running off a generator. So they're like modifying where they're using the electricity at. But then um, 
I looked at Yandy's story and a couple other people, according to them, the prisoners were saying because they were teasing the workers about not getting paid because of the government shutdown, that they were doing this to punish them. Mm. And I'm leaning more toward that story just because even when that that one part in her video, which was so heartbreaking, when they were talking about, did you guys get the blankets and the hand warmers mm-hmm. that they said they brought in? Right. If you if you uh did not get them, bang, bang on, on the, the whip, and you heard all of those people back. That is that's so, the part that broke me this, down. Yeah. That's because it's like raw and in your face in black and white. These people are suffering. Yes, and and. It's- that's their only way to communicate. For those who are not in the East Coast, let's be clear right about now, it's about 13 degrees out here. It's cold. Feeling like 13 below. And thankfully, we're moving away from those temperatures. But for the last week, and Lord, that wind we were, had a bitch wig whipping that like a helicopter. <laughs> I'm sick. I needed to heat up around here. So yes. I know they hurt. Yeah. So it, it's not light. It's not something to play with that people could be dying in those situations and like they were saying people got health conditions asthma things that sick people y'all, are don't, sick. y'all don't already already don't treat them good on a on a hot day mm-hmm. now on a cold day y'all definitely gonna treat them good like why not, like you said and i agree with you I, I think it is probably payback because if y'all got the, the blankets if y'all got the hand warmers it was delivered to the facility right. Why not pass it out? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Y'all punish. You ain't even got to pass it out. Put the box right there. Let them cover. Get it. And and then they would have, they had video from inside. Like one of the prisoners videotaped and was like, you see all of it. Girl, tell her on her. Girl, they be going live from (laughs) there. They be going live. know they got foes. But why he put himself out there like that? But he was covered. He was covered. You couldn't see who it was. But... He was taping all of them in there, and it's so sad. They're literally wrapped up. Like, they're, like, wrapped up with whatever they can find. And he was like, it's cold as fuck in here. Like, can you imagine (laughs) being inside of a building, like, a brick building? That cold is just sitting there. You know what I'm saying? insulation, like, no. But, you know, it, it also made me think about, when you think of this prison that's in the middle of a city where people walk past, they mm. can hear you banging on the, gr- the glass. They can hear you shouting from the windows. You can see what's going on. Mm. What about those prisons that's out there in right. the middle of nowhere? Mm. Can nobody hear nobody screaming? And there's so much of them. I've visited prisons where it's out there in the middle of nowhere. Mm. Right. What's, you, can you imagine what's going on out there? My message for my black this, kings. Sorry, in Hodge. the middle of a city where everybody can hear the prisoner mm, and right. they have no shame to do this. Like, it's no way you could tell me, oh, the generators that we only running off of generators by law, they got to come out and fix y'all shit. Yes. Because they can't leave y'all without, it's, a, it's an emergency. They got to come out and fix it. It don't take a week to do that. Y'all got the money to fix it. And so. let me add, because I saw a lot of people saying, why do we care? These people are in there for all types of charges. That's you don't bullshit. know what they did. That's da, 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 da. That's they bullshit. were releasing the facts on that that detention center, and they said a lot of people are in there waiting for their trial. So imagine yeah. if you're in there and you're innocent, innocent. and you're going through all of that. Like that shit's crazy. Day, I don't even care if a motherfucker was guilty or right. whatever he did. People need to stop being insensitive and numb to other people's pain like 
you can't care for one person on the left and then look at the person on the right and like, oh, well, you did such and such. I don't care about you. People are people regardless. We all regardless. feel our skin get cold, our skin get hot. It's, it's the same. Stop being insensitive to other people and what they're going through. Just and they're accepting the punishment. Like that. They're in prison. So that is their punishment. Exactly. Regardless of what they did. And I know some people were talking about like, oh, people that did stuff to kids. Okay, whatever. But at the end of the day, whatever they're in there for, they're there serving their sentence or waiting for trial. That does not mean that they have to get sick and get and not be able to talk to their family or tell anybody what's going right. on. And let's speak facts. Y'all don't know what none of them people are in there for. You just assume it. Right. So stop casting uh, all of this hate on people that you don't even know their story. And uh, my message to my black kings and queens, just stay out of jail. Don't go. Yeah, seriously. Don't go. Seriously. Because don't be system... in that position. Don't put yourself in that position to be in this unfortunate situation that's not fair, but it's happening. It's a thing. So avoid that situation at all costs. At all costs. And it's unfortunate that even with saying that, it's hard for it's a lot hard. of black people to it's avoid hard. jail because we are arrested at staggeringly higher numbers than our white counterparts, period. The like, system is not made for us. Yes. It's we, not designed we for us. We acknowledge that. It's a big thing. I think I said this a long time ago. Like, until we accept the fact, and this is no offense to white people, mm-hmm. um, because I understand, I understand that while black people are going through a traumatic, traumatic experience as far as post-traumatic slave syndrome encoded in our DNA and understanding mm-hmm. the science and the logic of that, I never thought of that. Speak girl, it. it's a thing. It's real. And even that's, though that's crazy, seriously, and a lot of us are living in fear because mm-hmm. when people say, "Oh, why, why don't black people, you know, why haven't we uplifted yet?" Because we're still in fear, at based off of what the trauma that we experience as a as a people passed down through our DNA. It's real. It took for me to watch Roots to really understand what happened. That movie. It took for me to watch it in its entirety for me to understand idea of that to give me an idea like a clear understanding of how slavery felt and it wasn't a good feeling to look at my skin and see that I was black and you know I've been around white people my mom since you said that I'm gonna kind of drift off on what I was gonna say and saying this Uh, I was born in Trinidad Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and when I went to school there we never focused on slavery. It was not something that was taught in school. It was not something... I never had any concept of my skin was this dirty thing. I didn't have that thing until I came here. And it was like drilled in you like black people are below. They are the beneath. They are now, you know, striving for... But don't forget you below us. And that's how I was basically taught because... And it was surprising to me... Like, why are you showing me these slave movies? Why are you showing me all of these things? And looking back on it now, I can understand it's they're trying to keep us in that mind frame. Mm. Don't ever forget that we gave you what you got. And that's how wow. they try to put, portray it. 
Because you never sit back. I, that's why I don't watch those shows. I don't watch slavery shows because that's not who I am. I'm not trying to continue that. I'm trying to move beyond those things. So I don't need to look back on that past. And people like to say, oh, yeah, you got to know where you come from. But I don't want to acknowledge that because... And it's disturbing, too. Yeah, I don't I don't want... You trouble your spirit. ...to ever put on my child that anybody is above them based off of what was going on in the past. Right. And mm-hmm. that's what it does. That's what <laughs> teaching them about slavery does. I don't think people really understand that because you basically... You are doing the opposite of what you're intending to do. You're training them to understand white people are better than you. Mm, mm, mm. <clears throat> I think that with like slave, slave movies about slavery and um, civil rights movements and things like that, they work in two ways. So I feel like movies like 12 Years a Slave are needed in some respects. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times slavery is romanticized. Like if you look at Gone with the Wind, it's like one of the most popular movies from uh, white cinematic Hollywood. And that romanticized slavery. Then there's some other movies and books where I remember one of my professors from um, Spelman, she said, you know, these stories, remember the American Girl books? Yes. Mm-hmm. So I had the Addie doll and the Addie books. And she was like breaking it down to us like <laughs> Addie had a slave mom and dad oh, and her Lord. slave cousins and brothers and sisters. And, you know, the the hardest thing that happens in that book is I think she has to pick up some caterpillars off of some cotton child. But Addie and all of her family safely take a like a little carriage to Philly and they live and they they, they're free, but they kind of have some little issues that they have every now and then. But she has all of her little slave family all <laughs> get to Philly together. And that's just not reality. Like, mm-hmm. people were separated. They were put with people they didn't know. They were forced. They were sold. They were forced. How can you sell a person? To, they were forced to breed. Like, the term motherfucker literally comes from slave owners making Young men fuck their moms Whoa. to keep that gene going. Mm-hmm. If they if they came out big or strong, they mm-hmm. would tell them to fuck their moms. Mm-hmm. Like that's mm. where that term comes from. That shit is sick. And I feel like in that way, those movies work because it has to, you gotta get that message out there. Like this is the ugly truth. But on the other hand, who's watching the movies? Us. It's not white people are not going out in numbers to watch 12 Years a Slave. Because it's not a positive look on their history. Who's They don't want to watch that. And then the people that would watch it are not the people that we probably want to see that message. And I like the question I have is <clears throat> what does it benefit us to watch it? What's the benefit? I think with younger kids, like I look at my brothers and sisters. And I remember this was like years ago. And I asked them like, do you have a problem with your white friends saying the saying nigga? And they're like, no. What's the big deal? Like, I remember my little sister not knowing what a noose was. Like, mm. seeing it in a movie and was like, well, what's the big deal? Like, not court like making any kind of correlation between that and danger for black bodies. Mm-hmm. She made no like distinction. So in that way, I think the this generation under us. 
they're so far removed from it. They put like MLK is basically like dinosaur years to them. They're right. like they make it like a a thing of the past. Like mm. it didn't happen. So are they watching the movies? And I think that if they are, they're like, what the fuck? Like you know, they're not. <laughs> they're Everybody not, know right. who Martin Luther King is. And 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 I think they need to understand that part of their history. But we have to go beyond that and let our people know, like. Your history did not start in fucking America coming not. off of a boat. That like you boat. have history in a uh, whole nother continent where seriously. you were kings and queens. And like they try to make Egyptians seem like they were like the white people of the world. <laughs> they were fucking black. Okay. <laughs> like you need to understand There's that. No way you in Egypt, you, Egypt living in a desert under the sun in Africa. Burnt the fuck up. <laughs> in Africa. Getting crispy. Out like, that it's no way. Sun. It's no way. Like, but understand your media history. Who controls the media? That's all it boils down to. They telling the story that they want. It, it, they, I, I'm not sure who said it. I can't remember. But the person that's writing the history is the most powerful person. Mm-hmm. Because they get to create whatever story they want. Yes. And, and that's, that's why I feel like told. unless you're going deep in to find out the truth, do not base your future on anything in history mm. because you do not know unless you're really diving in to go figure it out you really don't know what was going on because who's to say we wasn't out here butchering them damn <laughs> masters right. I believe we was butchering them I think it was more rebellion I believe there was riots mm-hmm. and they don't tell that they don't tell that. They want to tell you about the compliance and how who mm. didn't fight and the 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 four hundredth year when they finally broke people down and finally got they shit, you know, they're operationally somewhat corporable. But they ain't gonna tell you about the two the first hundred year that people was rebelling and you know, and they kept having to try try over and over and over again mm-hmm. to get us to comply. Mm-hmm. Because we not weak like they try to make us out to be. Even though we have been broken down over the years, generation after generation. But at the end of the day, we strong. And it's going to take us some time. And I understand that because of the trauma that we got, it's going right. to take us some time to move past that. And I feel like right now, we do kind of like got to separate from that history. That history that they want to tell. We need to go back and find our true history. And go off of that and just move away from the history they're trying to give us so we can be better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't wanna I don't wanna accept that history or stop at that history as if that's mm-hmm. all we was. Because we was greater than that. And we and so now we have to I feel like as millennials, <clears throat> it's our job to now like we're becoming the older people. Like it was kinda two points. Back to what you were saying about us fighting back and like that story of compliance. That's what I loved about when Jesse Smollett, before he did his show and he gave the, he said he's just going to make a four points about what happened. And he was saying his, okay, my ribs were not cracked. They were bruised. Um, and he said, he he went on to say some other things about the attack, but he was like, but last and most importantly, I fought the fuck back. I know that's right. That was so I know powerful. That's right. You like, because what they wanted to do was they wanted to make this story like, 
the woe unto Jesse, uh, Jesse story and make him sound like a little weak ass, sorry for the language, gay nigga that couldn't do anything and he got beat up by some white guys and, oh, poor um, uh, Jesse. They wanted to spin the story a certain way and mm-hmm. I was glad that he made a point to say, I fought the fuck back. No, I didn't sit there and let nobody just throw bleach on me and and put a noose around my neck. I fought back. That was important. And then my other thing was, I feel like we're becoming our parents. Like we're, we're getting older. We are. We're, 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 we're going to be the ones that lead in the next generation underneath us. And we can right now make, um, a difference. We can be a voice for them. Like I, I like the fact that Yandy went out there and talked, and she wasn't just bullshitting. Like she was there consistently. She videotaped. She asked the questions. She did what she needed to do. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that on Fox, they put her down as reality TV star slash human rights activist. Now I don't know if she's accepting that title. That's what she's we, doing. But that's what we need. Like, we have to be an example for the generation under us. Mm-hmm. Like, the generations before us was an example for us. And we got to, we have to figure out a way to speak to them and make it make sense so that when we foster them in, they're like, no, fuck that shit. Like, we ain't we taking not that, shit. For that shit. And we need white people. Like, I, this is the thing that I am, um, um, we're going to get to Keller Mike, but. He said in the documentary um, on Netflix, he was like, it's not just a black people, all black people are going to collab together and get this shit done. We need our allies, white people that believe the same things as us to say, yeah, I'm going to start supporting some black businesses. I'm going to do this. I'm I'm going to come out there and speak for human rights because they are human just like me. At some point, the government is going to have to see like if all if the people of the majority is saying we ain't standing for this fuck shit, they gonna have to do something about it. Who's the majority? Uh, and and that's what I'm when I'm saying majority, I mean like the majority of people in general. So mm. not just we how we are preached based off the census that white people are the majority. Mm-hmm. I have skepticism mm-hmm. of, of about that. No, I have <laughs> deep in my bones knowing that that shit ain't true. <laughs> It's too many white girls that like fucking niggas. I'm sorry. So, Bonita, on the last episode, we talked about supporting a black business. Mm-hmm. And it's every Friday. Did you support a black business? Every Friday since that day, I did. I have um, I supported two restaurants because it was just easier, whatever. Um, in my area, I tried to make it like a local thing. So now, I think for the next two weeks, I'm going to try to do like a clothing line then maybe like a jewelry line I'm, i want to try different stuff and i posted each one that i supported on my instagram and facebook um i just i i really believe in what he said and i i feel like in order to you got to practice what you preach if right you put that message out there that you want to help and you want to be a difference for your people you have to do it too. You can't yeah, just Yeah, I love your it. idea and I'm going to participate too. I'm going to try this restaurant called Soul Fed. I know it's going to be good because I love seafood and they're just, mm-hmm. their store had burned down. Yeah, I heard. But now they at a new location so I'm definitely going to show love because mm-hmm. I want to taste that. <laughs> um, to, but to go back to what you were saying as uh, far as uh, what Killer Mike was saying with the 
black people coming together and white people uh, assisting us. Mm-hmm. I agree with that, but I agree to to some extent as far as I don't like how it seems like we're waiting on the white man to support mm-hmm. us before we actually make our big jump. Mm-hmm. Like they have to be on board. I don't feel like they have to be on board with what we need to do. I feel like we need to move forward with or without them. No Because doubt. at the end of the day, they ain't going to never understand our struggles. Even if they sympathize with it, we got to accept the fact that they got their own history, their own upbringings, their own either denials mm-hmm. or whatever. And for the most part, I'm not even going to say... Because a lot of people, I see a lot of people always online, like in, in the arguments, in the comments, they're always trying to uh, explain why black people are being injustice. Explain to a white person why it is, you know, we're being mistreated. And I'm like, why are you explaining it? They can see it. They I mean, know what's going on. Some, some white people, their feelings might be hurt if, you know, you come at... You know, yeah, they feelings are hurt because they understand what's going on, and they, yeah. they, they, I mean, yeah, and yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. We don't need to explain it for them. They understand, even though they may throw their hands up, like I don't know what's going on. They know what the fuck is going but on, and God, they're choosing. God has blessed me to be around some really nice white people, like right. But I have also been around some ignorant white people, and I understand what's going on. Yeah, they choose. To act like they don't understand what's going on, that they don't see the injustice that's happening to black people. That's a choice that they're making because mm. they can see just like me and you. And if they can sit and say, oh, I don't see what's going around. That black boy should have got gunned down. It's a, that's a choice that you want to see something like that. So I don't feel like we should be waiting on them because at the end of the day, if they haven't helped us yet, they, they ain't, ain't waiting on us. us they doing what they have to do. So Exactly. Because... Guys, race relations are it's just so complex. It's such a like intertwined, crazy thing that you could go on for days and days mm-hmm. and talk about it. Um, and we you were talking about um slavery um and the effects that it had on black people and their mental health. Mm-hmm. Um post-traumatic yes, uh, slave syndrome. Yes, and we still suffer from it because our Parents, 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 parents suffer from it. And if you think we went through that, imagine being, um, and I'm not trying to vouch for white people by saying this, but imagine being um, a white kid and you grow up seeing lynchings as normal. Mm -hmm. I would be damaged as fuck. It's, it's, it's two sides to the coin. Yes. As black people, we, that we were lynched. As a white but person as a white or a person, black person, they I don't want to see nobody getting hung from a tree, like, period. Yeah, but it's a difference when you're raised to think that's okay. Right. No, you have to understand weird. the psychological. Exactly. That's weird. It but is weird from our perspective because we, our, people are, getting, uh, our people are getting killed. Right. So we have... Uh, uh, emotional connection to that loss. They, on the other hand, are being raised. A child, you know, they say, they say it's not um, it's nature, not nurture. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're raised to believe that killing of a black person is okay, no. that's your psychological. To think of upbringing. them, 
as think of them animals. As less, as, exactly. Savages. Like us killing chickens right now. Yeah. yeah. Chickens are probably like, bah, 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 bah. you fucking <laughs> killing me. wings up. <laughs> right. Yeah. Chickens Fried are like, why would you kill me? I'm a living thing. I'm going to eat you. But we're doing it. We're right. wringing their necks off. So that's how they, they back then looked at it and their kids after them looked at it even though by the grace of God we have weaned off of that and two generations they have moved away from that some it's still in there some (laughs) it's still in their DNA just like post-traumatic slavery is in our DNA it's Mm -hmm. still in their DNA and that's the that's where it comes in where they don't want to see when we talk about it because it's a pain for them to accept Mm -hmm. that their ancestors was doing that so that's mm-hmm. why they rather avoid that conversation. You know to, what I'm saying? To acknowledge that you were taught to just hate somebody for your family was taught to hate people for hundreds of years for no other reason but the color of their skin. Do you if you think that that just falls off naturally? Like when I realized that lynchings were like a um a community event, mm-hmm. like you would bring your kids and your family to out to the picnic. To watch them. And let's understand, lynching, this is why I love the fact, one thing about that Nat Turner, Nate, the movie, was that when they talked about, when they hung him, they didn't make it look like, oh, this just, this body hanging. Like, that the fact that their eyes would bulge out of their Mm. sockets, Mm. that their Mm. face would change, that they would, they would... That what's really happening when you're hanging somebody is that you're breaking their neck. Mm. Like, understanding what's happening to that body. And then the fact that they took took his body down and skinned him and sold his skin (laughs) as relics. (laughs) And people watched that for sport. Like it was sport. Like, what the hell? (laughs) What is going on? That is so fucking nasty, dog. I'm just like over here gagging like she talk about skinning a nigga. I'm just that's what they did to my people. And and, or burning like or sicking dogs on them or you know, emasculating them, you know, chopping off their penis. Um, Putting it's just so much. It's just so much. I don't Okay, this might be a little off. That was so serious. But I'll say it. Um, There's a thing um, with a spiritual room. You don't dredge up someone's pain. You Mm -hmm. let them go in peace. Mm -hmm. So I try to disconnect emotionally from those stories as Mm -hmm. far as feeling that, like, oh, my God, this is what happened. Because Mm -hmm. spiritually, you don't want to attach that onto your life. As I said, this is a little off topic. (laughs) (laughs) But you don't want to attach that pain Onto your life, and when sometimes when you watch stuff like that, and you especially real stories, mm-hmm. and you pull from traumatic experience like that, it's not really a good thing. It yeah. does affect you, you know. And yeah. and for me, I, I used to blame this on being an Aquarius, but I oh like for me when I see stuff like now, it's like social media and shit, like people are so desensitized. Like when that whole video of um uh. XX Extension when he passed away and they were showing a video of him in the car and he was slumped over. Oh, they actually showed that? Yeah. Mm, People never, were recording him dead in the I'm car. I'm glad I, I was never like, saw that. He's, wow, he's dead. He's dead, y'all. And, and I was so just sitting there like, it took weak. me like three or four days to get over that shit because 
I'm like, yo, his mom got to see that. That's not even His cool. girlfriend got to see that. What his kid might grow me up and see that. was a challenge everybody decided to do. Everybody uh, laying in the car acting like they him dead. And that's going so around. fucking you understand how spirit moves on, you're trapping that man to your pain and to you crying over him and passing on that image and all these oh people God. tying themselves to that moment. Y'all got to let that man move on to the next realm. But but people don't look at it. People, people don't understand the science Because they're desensitized. It's like, when how, how do we get to a point where looking at death and dead bodies is like so normal? Funny. Normal. That, that you would still traumatize to me. Share. I don't want to see like, it. Why would you even share I'm something calling the like cops. That. I'm not recording shit. I'm it's, calling the cops. Even, and, and we're getting off subject again, but even with that, that, it was a video going around of this girl on her live from Atlanta. She was in like some club. Oh, and yeah. Supposedly was getting, allegedly, I didn't want to say supposedly, allegedly got raped. I don't know what became of that, that yeah, situation or that case. You know, everybody wants to be a detective. Yeah, yeah. but it's just <laughs> like to the, like people were making it about her and say, well, why did she why do this? She why she, why she didn't have a no panties? Like, yeah, it's like, what I'm the sorry, fuck? but I secure my pussy when I go out. <laughs> but how many people don't? A and, lot. Of, now, I don't. I don't participate in those things, but I understand mm-hmm. that a lot of people do. It does not mean you deserve <laughs> to be violated. Absolutely. You know? and, and to keep turning it towards the woman is just it's like. so pathetic. And But it all goes back to society and now where. Everything is hold against the woman. She's a bitch. She's a slut. She's a hoe. She a she's thot. a freak. She... Got a different girl every day. <laughs> yeah, she's... No respect for a woman, no matter what she does. No matter. You understand? And if you do anything slight in sexual in a sexual manner, you are definitely getting thrown under the bus. Regardless if the man is a scumbag who raped. Oh. Let, wait for, let's forget about him what mm. about her she ain't yeah. had no panties she out here drinking she yeah. don't know this man what she why was she nobody, on live yeah like, all these the questions fuck? about what she's doing how what about him why the why fuck is he, is he in the club her, thinking it's normal to rape yes, women why is he asking her a million questions about who she here with where she from how long she staying in town she got families plotting like a whole predator Dang, i don't man. know the end of the story i don't know if it really did happen but i'm just saying based off of the narrative that we were given mm. why you know what i'm saying why that was dope well you know <laughs> i guess they picked a target let's look for the loose drunk lonely girl mm-hmm. and put something in her drink I'm she's saying easy why target. why are people online Do and I she ain't got always... no panties on oh pop that pill in her drink and just an FYI, real quick, because we just laughed, but we laughing at, at Kirsten because she <laughs> cupcake is trying to drain in this liquor, <laughs> pour her little drink, and it was funny. But we weren't laughing at the situation. But yeah, yeah. why do people always victimize the victim? Why do people always victimize we need the victim? Yeah, we we really. Do. I mean, let's be real. Some bitches do be lying for the clout or for the attention, whatever. Or they mad but at this nigga for the, whatever. Why, why is that, that the go first assumption? Yeah, that's that always my first assumption because <laughs> first of majority. all, this young woman, whatever happened to her, didn't deserve to happen. Somebody should have seen her saying "help me" yeah. and fucking helped and her. See Period. That I don't we even have fuck what she's doing or what's going wrong. It was video of her asking for help. So. How do you Nobody that was around her was a real fucking man, ever. But no, it's... it's, I can understand people in the club not knowing what's going on. 
mm-hmm. because it's a club. Y'all all probably drunk. Mm-hmm. Y'all all dancing. Music loud. Even though the phone was right to her face and we could hear her. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that everybody in the club Who was her. watching the mm-hmm. live? I would have called the motherfucking <laughs> They don't cops. know where she's at. But I'm saying, as far as us looking at the video mm-hmm. afterhand and still jumping to, oh, well, why she this? Why she that? Who did it? All of these unnecessary questions and jumping over the fact like, yeah, well, the detectives this guy? came out. When can we find him? We need to hold him accountable for what may or may not have happened and get to the bottom of this. That shouldn't right. be the only conversation. Yeah, but let's get to the bottom that. of this. We don't do that. And the question is, like you said, why? Is it is it something that's programmed and it's to... the generation we in where there's no respect for Well, women. I hope she get her justice. I hope they figure out what's going on. And that's not to even say, like, with anything, just like I found it interesting um, with the situation with Chris Brown when he was accused of raping that girl in, in that Paris. That was ridiculous. But see, that's your first reaction. Yeah. Everybody was like, that bitch lying. That bitch lying. How do you know? He Were is you Chris Brown, Bonita. It's he can so, get any pussy he wants. Why is he Kelly raping somebody? Is R. R. Kelly. Kelly. R. Kelly. And he could get any I, pussy he wants. Well, he is deranged. Thing. Why are you going I'm for not, the little pussy? Go I'm for the not, big pussy. That's I'm not in the habit of um, saying that somebody's innocent just because of who they are. Mm-hmm. I know what, what you're saying, Hodge, but and it's I just unbelievable. I understand where like, you're coming from as far as, oh, he's Chris Brown. She can be lying. But in that sense, inst- I, what I would do, instead of saying it, just automatically saying she's lying, mm-hmm. what's the evidence? Yes. Where? What, when did this happen? Give it away, kid. When did this happen? Yeah, exactly. Then you could come from a factual place where you're like, okay, well, this ain't making sense. Or, well, you know what? You got a case here. Something happened. But in a time where women are being victimized for being a victim, we kind of got to step together for each other, regardless. Because it's like 1% of people are lying. Mm-hmm. But we always jump to, oh, they're lying. Right. Because he looked too good or he's yeah. who he is. Just like but, with the Bill Cosby thing. Oh, that lady, she ugly. He would never do that yeah. to her. Like, <laughs> she said that. Cupcake said that. And that like, lady is you so... You don't know but we gotta, what another man sees neck. in a woman. We a woman. <laughs> we not going to see what he see. And what she look like now ain't what she look like back then. So when we just dismiss her because of... She changed her neck. <laughs> but listen, honestly, no, niggas not don't funny. care. And <laughs> it's not about not that. Care because no matter what, that neck could probably hold... No, I ain't even going to go there. <laughs> don't do it, Don't go to church on them. But it's, it's the, the you know what that neck is, do. The reality is, for, in some situations, pussy is pussy to niggas. Exactly. They don't give a fuck what your niggas face will, look like. Niggas will willingly fuck an ugly bitch yes. for some mm. pussy. So if they got to yes. take it from the nearest bitch, they ain't gonna, definitely ain't going to care if she ugly. Right. That's it's, sad. It's, it was a situation. Damn. I don't want to get deep like this. When I was 10 years old, the guy that molested me at 10 mm. wasn't a, he wasn't an ugly guy. I remember girls liking him and wanting him. Why the fuck did he touch me? I how, don't know. Like, how you know old was he? I was 10. He probably was like maybe 19 or 20. I don't know. Mm. He was, he was, he was older than me. I know he was a teenager, but I remember that was like the era where like, Rapping and making your own little mixtapes and shit was hot. And he was, I would say, relatively popular in his area or community. Um, 
And he had girls that liked him. I remember girls liking him, but that didn't stop him mm-hmm. from from trying to make a victim out of me. It, it didn't stop him. So we can't. The thing is, too, in situations like with Chris Brown, let's say, hey, let's wait for the facts to come out instead of automatically. Oh, yeah. Because honestly, a lot of women who are victimized, that's their biggest fear is that everybody's going to think they're fucking lying. You. Yeah, exactly. Because and that's why a lot of them, when they get, you know, uh, uh, I don't like telling other people's stories, but I know a woman who was raped by an NFL player. And she said that one of the reasons she didn't say anything is because she looked at who he was and who she was, and she said, who's going to believe this story? Mm-hmm. He's this guy that everybody mm. loves. And, and we situation. as women. Parishes. Who's going to believe my we little as story? Women, now he got to get stabbed. We as women need to put this as one of our fights as far as banding together, not just automatically saying, oh, yeah, she's telling the truth and he's lying, but allowing her, giving her the space and the opportunity to come and tell her truth. Mm-hmm. Come and tell her story. Lay the facts out. Bring whatever she has to the table while we are we sit back and watch and listen and mm-hmm. not be judgmental and not already turn out a guilty verdict. We And we need to, I think, just to go to the bigger conversation we were having about black history and um, black people... I feel like we have to figure out a way to support each other more than just in this month, more than just occasionally. I think it, mm-hmm. we have to put some action behind our pain or look anger or words. I don't care what them white men say. I'm black every day, so it's black month every day. Every fucking every day. day. <laughs> every day I'm black. Every day is black day. What do they day. say? They picked the, the shortest month <laughs> Seriously, what an insult, right? <laughs> but at the end of the day, we need to stop waiting on them to give us something. And that's what Killer stop Mike said. Stop waiting on them to give us something. Who cares if they say Friday, uh, February is Black History Month? Yeah, that's the month they want to celebrate us. Good on them. We celebrating us every day, every day, and supporting our own our own um um systems and uh, like just like I, I forget who said this a while ago, and they were like. Who the fuck says that the Oscars and the Grammys are what makes you? Like, Mm -hmm. people make such a big deal. The Grammy nominated, Oscar nominated. Mm -hmm. Fuck that. You BT nominated, (laughs) bitch. You out here, you fucking winning. You got to make your shit important. I don't know what it is, but we are so brainwashed. Oh, my gosh. It's so annoying. But I'm not even going to say I know. I understand why. Because we've been broken down for so long. And... I think the best advice I can give to my brothers and my sisters... Give it to us. Get some therapy. Mm. Oh, You may not even think you need it. Mm -hmm. You may not understand why you may need it. You may be against it. But I'm telling y'all, we as people need it because we have so much things going on that is hindering us that we, we may not even know. And it's best to get some help. Whether it be from going to see a therapist, listening to educational videos, and understanding yourself better so you can analyze and self-reflect, I think it's very important for us to do that. Self-reflection is key. So take some time every day or at least once a week and self-reflect. Do some research on post-traumatic slave syndrome. Mm. (laughs) That's your homework this week. 
research. She gave us homework. God damn it. <laughs> post-traumatic slave system and understand how it affects you, your family, your generation. Mm. That's that's the homework for our generation, the generation <laughs> above us, below us. Seriously. And we got to, like my, if I had to give somebody some homework, I just say, I would really love to see, um, I put this on my Facebook. I would love to see us start something for the generation below us. Even if it's like a little four-day camp, something. Yes, B, because I remember we used to be involved in the community. You used to have a drum thing going on where you right. come down the street with the whistles and the drill team. Yes. We mm-hmm. used to have basketball games. We used to have... Uh, carnivals and we used to do a lot of stuff and I don't see these kids doing this. They talk about having a kickback and a silent party. You got our kids running around with headphones on looking retarded screaming. You walk in, you don't see nothing. Yes. And that's <laughs> and I think that's the main point that Killer Mike made in that The Breakfast Club interview among a, mu- um, a million other amazing points when he was talking about private school versus public school. Mm-hmm. Just putting your money and your stock into what is you. Like, what? Mm-hmm. A, who the fuck says that the white Catholic's private school is better than the black school? You've Seriously. been to private school, right, babe? Yes. And and I went to public school, and it was great. And, Girl, the and we parties had, at school. And, <laughs> but and I understand. School lunch. Not to cut you up. I understand what he was saying as far as we can look at public school as this thing that we can't thrive from because a lot of people thrive from public Absolutely. school. Um, it's all about your drive, your co- your confidence, what you believe you can or cannot do, and the amount of work you put towards what you want to do. It's mm-hmm. not about how much sco- um, people donate to that school, how much um, extracurriculum is going on in that school. It's Girl, about your drive. it is drive. a difference. There's a big difference. No, because... it's a difference. We tell ourselves mm. there's no, a difference. No, 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 no. Because... I'm going to tell you from experience that when I left from public school and I moved to a different area that was predominantly white, I was in the sixth grade. Mm-hmm. And I was in, what is it, gifted classes. And, you know, I was high level where I was at in Philadelphia at a public school. And I left and went to Montgomery County. I got to their school district. Girl... Don't you know I had to do the sixth grade over? My level was low. I went from being in a gifted class to going to the getting help class. No, I understand what you're saying as far as what they're teaching. They're teaching them college level math. But what he was trying to get him to uh, envy to understand is if we put the effort Mm. into our public schools, we can get those same results. Yes, and I'm about that. We don't have to send our kids to another school. Because I felt that it said, boom. Build the foundation right where we are, where we keep our kids together Mm -hmm. with their kind, where they're not being mistreated in an all-white school, and they can build together like that. Yeah, why are we not? Even if it starts as small as... Us just starting, uh, this is something I wanted to do, just having a black history group where you could even like volunteer to go to the schools or after school set up a program like once a month and you just teach these kids about their own history mm-hmm. beyond slavery, pre-slavery history. Pre-slavery history, you, yes. It, Amen to that. It's beneficial because another, real quick, I know we got to wrap this episode up, but I grew up in a predominantly, when I first went to I, okay, I was in Philly and I was at a predominantly black school like you. 
And then I moved to the county and I went to a predominantly white school. Mm -hmm. And I remember being like maybe two or three black kids in a class of like 25. Mm -hmm. So it was a immediate, very quick, very strange challenge for me because I didn't see people that looked like me anymore. And it was it was just odd. And then I didn't know how to fit in. They even just they, their yo, lingo yeah, was it's different. A it was psychological like, smell funny. We don't like you. And it, it was, it was, it was challenging to hear like, like kids, because I, I was lighter skin, I had long hair, my mom is very light skin. My mom, my grandmother would pick me up, my grandma, you know, you see her, you a white woman. So I remember like the kids would like hang out with me when they would see my grandma pick me up. And I remember one day my dad, who was Jamaican, came and picked me up. And they were like, you're black? Like, they were so shocked. <laughs> it's a black and, man. Run. Yeah. And they were like, oh. And I remember this kid. Her name is Patricia. I'm sorry. But she looked at me and she said, well, you're not like the other black you're kids. You're not black, black. Yeah. <laughs> and this is in first grade. So I was like, what? Like, what does Ooh. that mean? I didn't have a concept of that. And it was confusing. So then to be a child and in a situation like that and you're confused, like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, now as I get, I'm older, I can understand a lot of things, but I can understand what Killer Mike was saying, like, putting your kids in that situation. And then I went from there to a all-white Catholic school and I didn't know anything. They didn't teach us anything about black history beyond my um, MLK, Rosa Parks, you might have seen Sojourner Truth floating around somewhere. But it was no black history. Then I go to Spelman College, like the number one HBCU. And it's everybody has all of this culture and they know about all this black history. It was like submerging me like in the middle of my own people. And I was like, what the fuck is going girl, on? Girl, you're supposed to dig deep, girl, and get all in it. Mm. So that's what we need to do. I, 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 I My homework is... Um, we need to figure out a way, and I'm so serious about this, guys. I'm, I'll talk to y'all about it later. I'm literally trying in the process of planning something to do this summer with the kids. Like I, I'm just a stickler for like raising the generation underneath mm -hmm. you. Yeah, That's we can definitely do something with that. Um, you got any homework, real quick, before we wrap it up? Yeah, I got some homework. <laughs> I want you guys to look at, look up how to stay out of jail. You know, <laughs> whatever legal things you got to handle, pay That's that real. ticket. You know, call that person, get that handled, get yourself in the clear, stay up out of that locker. We don't want you there, guys. Okay. And my closing argument for this segment is, guys, I understand you guys want to send your kids to college, and you want to follow the curriculum that has been set for us. But um, like they say, if it hasn't worked in the past, it ain't going to work in the future. Hey. And most people out here that's millionaires, billionaires, never went to college. Never. Stop putting yourself and your family in debt to send your child to college. Mm. Take that loan out, start a business, and put your family in a better position and stop putting your send that money to some school that's not even going to teach your kids about themselves and how to be better for themselves. Mm. Okay? Thanks. Put your money where your mouth at. That, that episode was all over the place and we got so, so deep. But I just feel like that was an important conversation for us to have. Guys, thank you so much. I, You know, I want to just say thanks so much for everybody that's been supporting us, listening to yes. us. Yes. You guys are the, the real MVP. 
Yes, we I gonna love go hard and deep and 29 hard and deep hard and deep hard and deep yes the savage has been locked down cupcake is living life with her boyfriend hey, hey, shout out to Tessia chilling all amazing my fucking baby alright guys that's it for this episode of adult lessons podcast and this is what episode seven i think we had got it wrong last time we yeah were saying, I, I don't even <laughs> yo we just here we okay. here we ain't yeah. living the color all right this, this your girl hajmanaj you can find me on instagram at r-e-d-x-e-n-a where can they find you cupcake y'all can find me on instagram at cupcake underscore my fluffy ass you know what's bouncing around bouncing, bouncing around, around. bouncing, bouncing around <laughs> and this is boots aka b aka Savage, no longer, no longer a savage. <laughs> Retired. <laughs> and you can find me at Call That Chick Bonita. Is that is Wait, not that? that Cause I'm I not ghetto. Bye. Bye. See y'all. Peace.